It's tea time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tuesday Tea Time. I'm Justin Shaughnessy, the president of Student Government Association. Hey, howdy, everybody. I don't know why I did that. And I am Avery Howard, the executive vice president for student government. Today we have with us uh, Jim Yukich, who is the associate vice president and CIO for Youngstown State University. Jim. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And for the students listening, um, can you tell us a little bit about what your office does? Sure. So we manage the technology at YSU. Uh, that, that's probably the simplest way of saying it. But we have actually four areas, four departments, uh, about 50 staff members. We have our application and project management services. We have our customer services, which is the IT service desk, which most of you are probably familiar with, and then infrastructure services, all the back-end technologies. And then we're going to have a new training area, training services, that will be doing technology training, not only just for faculty and staff, but also now for students. Awesome. And I know you're working on a lot um, going on in your office. So, Avery. Why would you do that? <laughs> cut that out. Because you weren't paying attention. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> goodness gracious. Um, so, with all of those, you know, things that you kind of oversee and the things that your office is doing now, I have heard that you have a little secret uh, that we have something in the works. And its name is CRM Advise. So, for me, I think a lot of students from different colleges may have already heard of this or like used this in the past, but this is brand new to YSU. Sure. So can you give like a kind of brief overview of like what CRM, CRM Advice is and like how that will be incorporated here? Yeah, so today, every advisement's decentralized, right? So by the college, when you, when you come to YSU, uh, you come into a certain college, you even come in undetermined, uh, you're put into a certain college, you're assigned to an advisor, that, assize, that, that advisor is taking notes in various tools, various uh, type of applications. They might, might be something as simple as Microsoft Word, could be anything like that. And, and so that data is at that advisor level. Now, when you get into your second year, third year, whatever that may be, and you decide, boy, I want to go do something. I, I, I don't want to be a biology major. I want to be a chemi chemical engineering major. You, you, you need to, you're going to be working with another advisor. Now, hopefully those notes go with you, right? But they may not. The other thing is you have no way today to say, well, okay, if I'm going to switch to this new major, how, what, what, do I, what classes do I need to take? What, what's that path forward? How, how long am I going to be here? If I'm here two years already, is that going to be three years, four years, five years, six years to graduate? And so now with CRM Advise, not only will you have that capability of centralized information that goes with you no matter where you go, totally integrated with Banner and the other systems that we have at YSU, but you'll be able to do, you'll be able to do those what-if scenarios on your own through, through the portal. We'll have a portal application where you'll be able to go in and do those what-if scenarios of, okay, I'm a biology major and I'm going to go into chemical engineering. If I take some classes in the summer, can I still get out in maybe two and a, two and a half years? Can I get out in five semesters, right? Also, it even has the capability of analyzing summer courses as well. Like sure, yeah, so fall. every semester, it'll, it'll take into account every is semester. That's a game changer. That is a game changer, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Imagine, I, granted this wasn't a big change, but I was considering doing conservation biology. And, you know, if you know me personally, <laughs> you're probably like, Avery, you cannot be out in the field. <laughs> what are you doing here? So it was a bad decision all around. So ultimately I ended up changing kind of what I was focusing in my minors and stuff. And so... Yeah, device would have been a great asset to yeah. in the you past. Yeah, you know, and on the back end, the back end of that is there's a degree audit system. And today, 
our degree audit system is called You Achieve, and it really is it's on an island. It's really not integrated with anything very right. well. And now we're going to be integrating it with our our, our um, advisement tool. So that way, that's what allows you to do those what if scenarios. The chairs will keep their programs updated in the degree audit system, so that you know if you if, if you look at it today, if you start here. Uh, and then you're here more than six years, sometimes you have to take other classes because the program chairs change that curriculum. Right. Right? And so this way, you'll, you'll always be up to date, and you'll know that where those, you know, you get grandfathered in once you're into a program, but if you're switching, you, you're not grandfathered in. So that, that program changes, you might have to take those additional classes. So Knowing that in advance, knowing those what-if scenarios will give you guidance to say, boy, you know, I don't want to be in biology and I want to be a chemical engineering major, but do I want to spend three more years, right? Right. And, th- and I think that in and of itself will help, uh, one, help with uh, YSU's graduation. Yeah, for the fall. For the fall, absolutely. And also help with... You know people's finances. I know college sure. can be expensive sometimes, and or uh, if you or if you are on a scholarship that lasts only four years, you want to be out in those four years. So, but you also don't want to be limited to the major that you're in right now, because um, part of college is figuring out what you want to be and like what's your dream job. Well, right. if, if you hear, you know, if you've gone through the orientation with President Tressel, President Tressel always says, you know, the class of twenty, the class of twenty twenty one is going to graduate in twenty twenty five. You know, th- our goal is a four year period. Right. I mean, that May of 2025, we want that class of, you know, fall of 21 to be graduating in May of 25. That and to get there, you have to have these sophisticated tools in the background because we know that students do not. I mean, 65 percent of our students come here undetermined year one. Sixty five percent. Wow. So when you're looking at 65 percent of our students aren't quite sure where they're going to get them out in four years. It's going to take this type of information in the background. So right. when they did, when they have that aha moment that I'm in year two and boy now I w- now I know what I want to be when I grow up, that's now they can get there and as I know quickly how much as time possible. To take it. So that is yeah. awesome. Um, and this is really only one of the many things that IT has in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to talk about that, what else are we? What else are we working on over in IT? <laughs> we have a lot going on in IT. Actually, I mean. <laughs> More than more than we could sh- spend the next ten minutes on. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess one of the things that you, you you're seeing in your inboxes right now is the IT survey, and I, some of the questions we've gotten is, what's that mean to students? Right? Mm. What, what does it mean to give a customer satisfaction to students? Because I okay, I call the service desk, or I might bring my laptop over the service desk, but that doesn't mean a lot to me. And so what we've done this year is we've added a couple questions along the YSU app cloud which has replaced our computer lab software. We've got that now loaded in the cloud, so 7 by 24 365 You can go on the app cloud with your own device from your dorm room, anywhere, and access those applications you typically get. And we want to know how that's going. We, we want to know, are you using that? You know, part of it is, are you using it? Do you know about it? Right. You know, you may not know about it. Absolutely. Right. And there's no secret here. Our podcasts are pre-recorded. <laughs> so the survey went out last Tuesday. So by the time you're hearing this, if you yeah. have not completed the survey, how about go do that? Well, right. and it went out again today. It went out again today. So today. we're going to give it every week for the next four weeks, every every Tuesday for the next four weeks, because we know that 
you might not see it the first time. We're going to catch you the second time. Ah, or the third right. time. Perfect. So no excuses, uh, anyone. Completely, <laughs> uh, completely, completely re- irrelevant. But uh, this is the second time I've heard him say seven by twenty-four. Have you ever heard somebody say seven by twenty-four instead of twenty-four-seven? <laughs> I guess I've never. Heard that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I well, first off, we've never heard him say that. So. Oh, I did. I was like seven days like a week, twenty-four <laughs> hours a day, three sixty-five. I, I guess you could go either way. right? I'm honestly <laughs> just overwhelmed with the technology aspect, so I thought right. I was just talking about screens. <laughs> <and> <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, we've talked a lot about today. Um, kind of what you're working on now, but I, I know for meeting with you, you have a lot of aspirations for IT. Um, so I was kind of curious, um, going off of maybe what's coming from the survey or stuff like that, um, what are the fu- what is the future of IT? In the perfect world, in Jim Ukich's ideal yeah. world, what is the future of IT? Wow. Uh, so the future of IT for me is to be as... as as easy and simple as possible, right? I think IT is very complicated. There's a lot of moving parts on the back end. Mm -hmm. And my job and the job of our team is to try to simplify it as much as possible so that that we reduce the number of moving parts and we reduce the number of complex processes throughout the university and make that back end piece of the of higher education much more simpler you know that you think about everything that you can do on a smartphone today that you couldn't do five years ago ten years ago right why we make it simpler that's that's the device you carry that's the device our students have on them all the time you have your laptop, but you don't pull your laptop out for everything. No, right? I can't or, TikTok on my laptop. Or do you want to? You <laughs> can't TikTok on you. <laughs> What's the clock have anything to do with it? Huh? No, oh, I'm just okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, here we go. Before this that's podcast, the end of the he was show, like, everybody. <laughs> thanks for listening. Before this podcast, he was talking to us about the weekend, the Super Bowl halftime, and he said he had no idea who that person was. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. That's my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we, we no, need, but we need term limits for CIOs. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, I mean it re- really, I mean if you look at the future of IT, it really is simplifying everything. I, we're moving the, to the BYOD labs instead of having computer labs because ninety five percent of our students have a, have la- have laptops and mobile devices. We're trying to get everything down to the mobile device, right? Yeah, and I honestly that. Is a blessing because <laughs> I the complications of TIA that you talk about. I once tried to move a document that was on my personal device onto the computer at the school, and I was like, I feel like I'm taking the MCAT right now. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I'm taking I, the MCAT. Right it now. was a lot of effort. It's just, and you think Avery, it's just you know maybe get a USB. Didn't even know what a USB was. Yeah. <laughs> Had to grab one of those. Figure out. So it's a, honestly a BY. OD lab is has been a dream come true. You know, if if you think about it, and we you know we joke around about you know understanding students and the, and and what students want, and and, and you'd think a, a young CIO would make a lot of sense, and I and I agree with that. Mm. And, and the president and I have actually talked about a young CIO. Like when when my tenure's up, it, does it make sense to have a young CIO? The problem is a lot of these technologies that are on the back end are old technologies that are being regenerated and reconfigured. So, like, cloud technology actually goes back to the mainframe days. So, 
you there's an advantage of being old in some sense, right? Because right? you understand the evolution of technology and you can say how that applies now, you need to understand a little bit of the history of it. Yeah, and I also feel like you're young at heart. So right. A little right. bit. So Maybe not my musical taste, but <laughs> right. everything else I think Classic rock. Classic rock. Motown. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, and I'm country. And country. 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 That's the worst of them all. <laughs> but, um, I, I mean... Now this is this is a curveball question. Um, so I, I, you talked a lot about like even like your experience and stuff, but I, I remember faintly that you actually have some pretty impressive experience working in the healthcare field, right? Like the IT at, at Mercy. Yeah. So th- almost twenty six years in in Mercy Health as an IT executive. So I was a deputy CIO of all the northern markets in a five billion dollar health system. So yeah, I mean I, I have a very not to flat. Right, <laughs> <laughs> you know, subtle. You know, like, and I and I make this. I, I say this all the time when I came to YSU, and um, the, the very first budget that was laid out in front of me, our, our IT budget is eight and a half million dollars, and that sounds a lot on a hundred and sixty-five million dollar university. You think, oh, eight and a half million dollars. Well, my budget, at, my last budget at Mercy was almost $200 million, so more than the university (laughs) budget here, right? Mm -hmm. So I tell my my directors all the time that I have to remove zeros whenever I'm thinking about (laughs) about YSU. Because $50,000 at YSU is a lot of money. $50,000 at Mercy was money... Gloves. ...was was like a rounding error. (laughs) Right, right. right. So it's it's all perspective. It's all perspective. Absolutely. Another hard-hitting question, and yeah. something that you may see on the survey. Right. <laughs> you and your favorite Wi-Fi stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. People ha- people are so upset that they are not allowed to watch Bridgerton or, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, because sometimes the Wi-Fi may lag. Can you give some explanation on why that is and what is happening and how IT can help with that? You know, the Wi-Fi is the bane of every CIO's existence. I'll just say that, <laughs> especially in a higher education on a college campus. The good news is that uh, we've taken this opportunity with some of the CARE Act funding, and we're going to spend, a, we, 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 by the time we get to the end of March, which is only uh, two months away, um, we will we'll spend a million dollars refreshing our Wi-Fi. A couple things with our Wi-Fi. One, it hadn't been refreshed for about seven years, mm-hmm. so we have a lot of coverage gaps. So when you say, boy, I can't get Wi-Fi and I'm here, well, that's a coverage gap. The, the access point wasn't covering that area. The other one, which you mentioned, is you walk out of a classroom and you know the, uh, the, the instructor says, for homework, I want you guys to go on Netflix and I want you to uh, write a one-paragraph summary of Bridgerton. <laughs> that would be a good summary. <laughs> Whatever that is. But... <laughs> How about Bloodlines? I do watch Bloodlines on Netflix. I don't know what that is. Ah, see, gotcha. <laughs> it's probably in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, if so, we're putting a million dollars in. So mm. we're covering. Uh, there's there's two aspects of Wi-Fi, coverage and capacity. It's always re- just always think in those two terms: coverage and capacity. So we're improving both coverage and capacity. Mm. Coverage is. Just like this, I want to cover this room, the room we're in. I want to like make an sure umbrella. that no matter where I walk in this room, that I can access. I got, I have five bars of coverage on my device, mm-hmm. right? That's coverage. Capacity is the four of us walk out of that class and we're going to watch Bridgerton together. 
standing right outside the door of this room. Now I've got four people streaming live motion video to their devices. That's a capacity issue because even though I have coverage, do I have enough capacity to, to handle that traffic? So coverage, I'm confident when we get to the end of March, coverage will not be an issue on this campus. Oh. It may be because you have an old device and you might come to the service desk and we say, hey, you've got a seven-year-old iPhone. It's time to go <laughs> you to the iPhone one. It's time to go back. <laughs> you know, it's time to get a new device, right? Uh-huh. Um, but coverage will not be an issue. Capacity is always going to be a little tricky. Now, what I, can, what I would say to our, our students is this. If, if you're still having a capacity problem because a lot of people walk out of a class and they go to look, view something like that, Go to an area, go to a main area, like a lobby or a BYOD lab or somewhere where we know students are aggregating through our heat maps. We actually are heat mapping the campus to see where capacity is the largest. It's hard in a pandemic year because we don't have a lot of students, so we're going to do it again in the fall. And then we'll make some final changes over winter break next year. But capacity is always going to be the toughest thing. And and. You know, I, I, the, only, the only example I ever give to people is Starbucks because they always say, why is it I can go into a Starbucks and I've got great Wi-Fi and I can sit there all day and I see all these people sitting in a Starbucks and we all have great Wi-Fi, but at YSU, I, n- I don't have good Wi-Fi, right? That's the example that, well, because of this. The, the Starbucks is a 20 by 20, 20 by 30 area and they've spent money to put two Wi-Fi access points so that they can cover any capacity that's thrown at it for the capacity of that space. Mm -hmm. So they know I can have a maximum of 50 people in here, so I'm going to have two Wi-Fi access points. That doesn't cost them a lot of money for two access points for a high saturation area. When you look at the hundreds of thousands of square footage across a campus, for us to have that saturation we would have to have thousands of Wi-Fi access points, which would be cost prohibitive. We just could not. So right, right now we had 500 Wi-Fi access points across all of campus. We're probably going to be up to about 750 to 800. So we're going to double our double our coverage and capacity mm-hmm. over the over the or 50 percent more, I should say, uh, over the next X months. And then we're going to take a look. We're going to look at those heat maps again in the fall and maybe add a couple more access points here and there in those high traffic areas. Hopefully we get there. I shouldn't say hopefully. We will be much better than we are today. I don't know that we'll ever be – we'll never give the Starbucks experience. We won't experience. be Starbucks. We'll never be Starbucks. I'm going to have to find a Starbucks. We will have, areas on, <laughs> we will have areas on campus that are like Starbucks, and that's the key is, is identifying those areas – like lounges, like BYOD labs, mm-hmm. where we have multiple access points covering a small area. So we'll get close. We want Starbucks Wi-Fi? You go to Starbucks. Right? <laughs> 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 well, um, that's really all the questions I have. Avery, do you have any more for me? I feel like we're good, but I do have a wrap-up. So if you're one of those people that skip to the end of a podcast, <laughs> I have a summary for you. Three things to take away from this. One. CR Revise is a game changer. It will help you <laughs> navigate through your class and your major discovery. So look up, look up, look up for that. Two, there was a survey going out about IT services. Take that survey. <laughs> Want to better your IT services? Do that. Three, Wi-Fi is going to be better. So just chill. 
Just chill. Not Starbucks. Good. When you want Starbucks Wi Fi, you go to Starbucks. <laughs> but you got IT Wi Fi. And that's all you could ask for. Stream Bridgerton. It's on Netflix now. <laughs> no yeah, promo. This is a monetized podcast. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for coming. Um, Thanks for having me. We really appreciate it. But Avery, I don't know if you wanted to close it out. I know you had your three. Just like bye everyone, something like that. Something Justin like that. Kidd is never in a podcast. No, I can't. So right, let, let me. No, right, I'm gonna chat. This is my first close. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Hey, everybody! Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we enjoyed that you were watching us. Thank you, Jim, again. Thank you, Justin. That is it. Good night, everybody. Bye. It's tea time.